Okay. Pretty brief intro this week because this episode runs long. I uh, had a lot of trouble getting a guest this week because everybody's lives got in the way. People got sick. There were conflicts and schedules and yeah, just people stuff that doesn't involve me because I don't have a life. So last night I emailed John Seidman and uh, we set up an interview today around five o'clock over FaceTime and talked for about an hour and a half and yeah, I spent the past few hours trying to cut it down as quickly as possible and didn't do that great. It runs about 50 minutes, so that's why the shorter intro. But so, John Seidman, he alleges to be in something. He claims to be a uh, writer, he wrote a novel, kind of, uh, filmmaker, actor, poet, photographer, and some other nonsensical bullshit, but whatever, he's here on this. So you can spend the next 50 minutes listening to me berate him and shame him for being a total fucking failure at everything. Uh, yeah, without further ado, here is John Sideyman. John motherfucking Sideman. Yeah, there you are, motherfucker. Not available for FaceTime. This little fucking bitch. Let's try your dumb backwards Gmail name. (laughs) Holy shit, it worked. Holy shit. What are you doing? Am I clear? I mean, kind of. You're not like HD, not that it matters. It looks looks good on my computer. Really? Well, I mean, you too. I mean, not you personally, but... Why have American a flag hanging in the back? Because I'm an American. So You should have one too. And what is that picture over there to your left? Nothing. What is it? Tell me. <laughs> it's uh, it's Los Angeles uh, cityscape. Did you get that from Ikea? <laughs> That's not an answer. No, I didn't get it. I didn't get it from Ikea. What'd you get from Target? No, I bought it online when I moved back from LA because I was like instantly nostalgic. But where? It's all, no, it's actually a really good picture. Like technically, it's a very, it's it's just nice looking. <laughs> it looks like a stock photo from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Stock photos can be good pictures. Yeah, but so can boxed wine be good wine, but what <laughs> <laughs> well, you have no complaints about that. Yeah, because I'm not a not alive, I don't know. Are you listening to music while you do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a uh a radio station of that King Sunny uh, A Day. Uh a day. <laughs> It's not nice. Yeah. Wait, can you hear it? Is it too loud? It's no, really quiet. No, no, it's fine. I don't care. Hold on, let me. I what? can turn it off. I was in the. Should I turn it off? No, just leave it. <laughs> Hold on, let me let Boris out. Just start talking if you feel like it. Say something. I don't know. Well, what is, is this a uh, video podcast? 
Did you say anything? Is this a video podcast? No, it's audio. Oh. So it doesn't really matter what is going on here? No. No one wants to see you, Simon. You look like Buster Keaton. Hold on, let me get that bell out now. You just let <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say Buster Keaton is a bloated alcoholic. Well, <laughs> John Buster Keaton toward the end of his career. Was he an alcoholic? I, mean, I don't think he was, like, at the beginning. I mean, toward the end, was he an alcoholic? Um, I think... Eh, probably. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't he be? So what are you doing? Like, artistically speaking? If you want to <laughs> call it that, sure. <laughs> Uh, right now, I'm editing my nephew's second novel. Your nephew, your six-year-old nephew. <laughs> I'm not even working on my own project now. I mean, I feel obliged to do it because he's like really into writing. It's like his new, it's like his passion now. How long is it? Oh, uh, it's like sixty pages. So it's like as long as the novel you spent four years writing. Yeah. That nobody read. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think yeah, more people read his first book than they read than people read my book did he post it online yeah i did i well i put it up so i did the same thing i did with mine i put it on amazon and put it up for sale he made like 70 bucks what yeah well i mean my sister has all these friends that she advertised it to and oh. people want to support a child they why am i not interviewing him i should i shouldn't be talking to you probably not no, well, i'm the editor i you <laughs> so what <laughs> You put his words, I'm assuming, in grammatical order. It's hard to tell with you. Uh, he his, He's actually, like, radicalizing the uh, rules of grammar. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to correct him either. I, I applaud him. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, um... <clears throat> like an exclamatory sentence will be like an exclamation point after every single word <laughs> like get me out of here yeah it's kind of tom wolfish <laughs> it's weird like i don't know if to correct him or not because I mean, he's making more money he's making more money than you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> why ruin a good thing uh you know he wouldn't have gotten anywhere without me so yeah i'm sure of that yeah because look how far you've gotten yeah joel hodgson liked that one thing at least yeah he did that was one of my uh proudest moments yeah like even made... though i'm not familiar with him at all <laughs> how can i be familiar with him he was all over <laughs> netflix forever uh when i watched mystery science theater it was always with the other guy i actually didn't even know there was a first guy until recently until probably you mentioned it what is that you mean after you met him or before no, like when you were like, oh, Joel Hodson's and lives here. Yeah. And I was like, who's that? Actually, no, it was Kingston who brought it up first. Right. Oh, were you there that he day that he saw him at Bye Bye Birdie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was telling him. I was like, gotta, gotta say something. Gotta say hi. Yeah. To that guy, you have no idea who is. I mean, I knew he really wanted to, so. Yeah. Yeah. He thought I was, Joel thought I was him when I was talking to him afterward. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. I was like, no, that's the other guy who looks completely different. <laughs> don't even, you don't even look similar. No, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> or sound similar. 
I mean, we might. I don't know. I steal everybody's cadence because I have no personality. Yeah. Doesn't everybody steal everybody else's traits in some way? Nobody is unique. <sighs> Maybe. So what have you done since Joel Hodgson liked your thing? Did you just, like, retire right there? Well, film-wise... What did I do? Yeah. Well, no, I was working on uh, Kingston's apology movie for a while. For three years, yeah. Yeah. For, no, it was, no, it was like a month. <laughs> it's like uh, you talked about it. I kept asking about it for months and like years, and you kept saying like, what? "I gotta do some other short films first, and then I'll tackle that." Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because no, there's just like a lot that I wanted to do with it, and it was a. Uh, it requires dialogue to be recorded which i don't have experience with i barely have filmmaking experience i didn't want to like try too many things all at once i want to go slow yeah and so this is me going slow yes not making anything <laughs> for four years now has it been four years <laughs> since wait a minute what did i didn't i like do something <laughs> you wrote a book kind of <laughs> and then you rewrote it. Oh, no, I think I, yeah, I jumped into his script too soon after finishing the book. Like, without getting, uh, without trying to do, like, the business part of the book, like, Which selling you, it. you didn't do either. No, I gave up on because I realized <laughs> I was just, after four years of writing it, I'm like, I don't really want to think about this book anymore. I'm tired of it. I want to make films now. But then all this time has passed since I've even made a film, so. So what have you been doing? Um, well, I, no, I've been developing a new movie. Uh, Is this the same one you were talking about last summer? Yeah, probably. <laughs> the one no, I take, these, I take these long breaks to, like, I don't know, just indulge in my hedonistic tendencies, I guess. And then, just to uh, develop myself as a person. So when do these breaks end, though? Well, now. now. Actually, the, the act no, this is a good timing because this <laughs> this uh, past week was the start of the uh, the new me. Which new year? <laughs> well, well, first of all, I've got to get this my nephew's book out of the way. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm doing that as a favor for him. I got to edit that. And then I'm getting back into the movie. I, I already wrote the movie. It's like all the uh, story and everything is done. The script is done. The outline's done. I just got to figure out how to film it. And even that is, mo there are probably half the scenes are done. You you shot half the scenes? No, no, not no, not shoot. Uh, just figured out how I want to film them. And how are you going to do that? Well, it's really minimal. It's uh me as the main actor uh and a camera person i'll just get a selfie stick <laughs> i know that would be really really cool but i would do it i would i really want to get one but they're like 20 bucks and i don't have any money <laughs> <laughs> well i can't put a, my camera on a selfie stick your camera is pretty light yeah, like reinforce it. No, that's that's, that's so stupid. That's, <laughs> no, there's no point of even considering that. No, I know. I just I need to, to see have it. like both of my hands in the 
frame. I just want to see how far he got convincing you to do it for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> and so what's the plot of this? It's, a, it's about my laziness. <laughs> so in a way, my laziness that you were just talking about has been like a huge inspiration for me. Yeah. To, yeah. to continue doing nothing, <laughs> to continue talking about doing things. <laughs> well, the, the, if I make this movie, it will prove that I'm not like the character that I'm playing. And if you don't? Then I will kill myself because <laughs> I can't even mock myself properly. It actually, no, it is like the perfect movie for me to make because I am playing an artist who says that he is an artist but doesn't do anything. Yeah, I remember... <laughs> Hell, I was really angry at you when you quit quit Brimar and you're like, or no, you quit the other job. You're like, yeah, I'm just gonna. My goal is to make money off my art, <laughs> and then yeah. I just watched as you did nothing <laughs> for years. <laughs> Wait, were you at least excited initially? Like, yeah, I thought that? you were gonna do it. I thought you were gonna keep trying. I thought you were just gonna keep making stuff until. Oh yeah, no, that would have been incredible. Yeah, but like instead... that was the last job I ever would have had. <laughs> I, mean, I, didn't, I, mean, I would make a career of myself within months. I, mean, I, I didn't a career for myself. I didn't know if I thought you were actually gonna like accomplish it right away, but I thought at the very least you would be doing stuff. Because that's also my problem in films. I felt like, with few exceptions, there's a lot of talk and not a lot of action a lot of times. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I always talk about it. I've actually gotten better though at not talking about it. Do you think that helps you? Um. Well, yeah, because like like what you're saying right now, you remember me talking about it and not doing anything. <laughs> if I didn't talk about it, at least it would have been like, there wouldn't have been all these, uh, you know, I wouldn't have built up so much hope in you for me. No, the whole point of uh, drop dropping that job and being unemployed was to sell the book and like research how to get a agent, how to uh, how to pitch my book. And then I did. I like did all this research for a couple months, and then I just realized that I had it was just like completely fatigued of that project. It's like I don't even want to talk about this anymore. So how am I going to sell it? And then getting an agent is the problem with me is that I don't want to write another book, so I can't make any promises to an agent that I'm going to continue to produce work for them. Yeah, not for them, but produce work that they will make money on in the future beyond that's all like i mean getting an agent is like all about the promise of being a you know continuing to write and write and write right and as jill pointed out it's also just being able to produce short stories to so they can oh, yeah. find you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> the only thing they have to read of mine is a um a novel which is a short novel but it's still you know a 50 some thousand words and i don't have any short stories then the actually the book for me was just like a a huge distraction oh i remember i always wanted to make movies i don't know why i even got into writing that book well even that but you have this very persistent thing of like you can only work on one thing at one time <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah which i i don't have a problem with that but no, but it became a that book became a crush for you to lean on for years. Like, no, nah, I can't do this. Yet. I'm working on the books. Now. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't come out tonight. Uh, we're writing a book. 
don't have time for dating. I'm writing a book. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> now I have uh, nothing. Yeah. Well, you have your little room there in South Philly. Yeah, I live in the city and I don't take advantage of it. I never go out. You don't go anywhere? Like You don't. You live like a block away from Darlings. It's like the best diner in the city. <laughs> yeah, I've been there a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> i don't have like city friends either like i don't have a group of friends that i can always go to what about alexis when i want to go out i actually really don't hear from her anymore she started a business with her brother uh the adult diaper company no something with housing i don't know last time i asked her about it she, i was like you give me a job <laughs> <laughs> hasn't made enough money yet but i guess they're doing kind of uh, they're doing like somewhat well yeah, that's been one of the biggest things. It's just trying. It's one of the biggest things whenever you're trying to do anything, I guess, is figuring out, figuring out where to start. Yeah. Because, like, you moved out to L.A. when you were... You dropped out of high school, and you moved out to L.A. at, what, 16? No, 20. 20. I dropped out of high school at 17 and then saved up money for a couple years, then went to L.A. You dropped out of high school, like... What year were you? I finished the first semester of 11th grade. Oh, okay. So you didn't like drop out in 12th grade at least. <laughs> <laughs> I had a year and a half left, but that's, I was like, okay, a year and a half, that's still a long time. So what did you do when you dropped out? I worked uh, uh, odd jobs just to save up money. And then I worked on my, uh, Another project that I never finished, which was a, uh, a coming-of-age sitcom that was based... <laughs> I never told you about that? I don't know. <laughs> it was like a uh, coming-of-age sitcom based on my experience in high school and with that my friends and family. Incomplete, though. And, like, every character was based on somebody in my life. Uh... No, it was incomplete because after a while, I didn't care about that anymore. It's like, I'm not in high school and I'm still writing about it. Right. You purposely and, left high school instead of writing about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really strange. Was there? <laughs> I didn't realize how absurd that was until years later. Although, I mean, all coming-of-age shows are written by people in their 20s and 30s. So Are they? Aren't they? No, no teenagers are like have a, a show on the air. I was thinking like guys in their fifties. Oh, even older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, like in their twenties at least. Yeah, like the guys that wrote uh, across the universe were all in like their fifties. <laughs> I, mean, I really like freaks and geeks. Yeah, he was. I don't know how old Paul Fig was. Which was like a very authentic uh, depiction of high school, written by guys in their forties and fifties. <laughs> I think they're that old now, but I don't think they were then. Uh, that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> well, I didn't even see that show when I was writing mine, but then I saw it after, and I, I, if I had seen it when I was writing mine, I would have given up. Like, I don't think I could have topped that. No, I mean, but you could be different. Yeah, but my show is like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back to Ella. Hold on, let me let Bella in because she's like begging to come back in and then i'm or you can just while i do that just talk about what the fuck your thing with la was and okay. i'll come back and put my headphones back on while you're talking 
Is it going to be recorded? I can't hear you. So just start talking about why you went to LA and what you did. Yeah, I can see you moving your mouth. You're not really talking. Start talking, asshole. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I wanted to go to LA to pitch the TV show. I was actually like insanely ambitious. I was thinking that I was going to pitch the show, get it, um, you know, get it picked up. And then I would be the actor, the main actor, because the main character is based on me. And then I would also be the uh, the head writer and pretty much have, like, complete creative control. Like, I was thinking I had a good chance of, chance of getting this accomplished. Uh, like, extremely unrealistic goals. Wait. I just realized that I've been talking, but now you're not going to understand the context of what I just said. I don't care. Oh yeah, you're not like a real interviewer. You don't. <laughs> your questions are going to be irrelevant anyway. Dude, I'm talking to you on Skype at five o'clock in the afternoon, drinking port. <laughs> yeah, where's my glass? <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. You live a block away from a liquor store. I'm gonna take my uh, shirt off. Think... Okay. Just keep That's, talking. I was actually hoping you would at some point. Yeah, I know. It was inevitable. Wait, is it really hot there? Kind of. I mean, that's why there's a tornado warning, because of uh, the temperature changes. It's been so hot here the past week. Today was like almost 90 degrees. Tomorrow it is going to be 90 degrees. Jeez. Humidity is like 100. No, I was saying that when I my plan in L.A. was to like sell the TV show. And how uh, did you go uh, about that? Very poorly. <laughs> Did you do I did all? like all the re I did all the research of the industry and how it works and how you're supposed to sell uh, and everything you need to have to be prepared but then I kind of figured that I would be more pre start preparing myself when I got there <laughs> not understanding that <laughs> I would have to be spending a lot of time just settling down and like getting a job and figuring out how to support myself by, my by myself because I lived with my parents for uh, you know all life yeah. And then, uh, well, that combined with the fact that the show was slowly dying because I didn't want to be writing about high school anymore. So I, I had like single episodes written and I had a pilot, but I didn't have the whole season outlined. So it was really like, there was so much work that had to be done by the time I even got to LA. And I thought like this would, I thought I was going to accomplish so much. I would sell the show, I would be the main actor. Like, because the character was me and from high school. And I was like, well, I know exactly how to play this part. Uh, and that I would be did the you have, wait, head did, writer. Had you acted at all at that point? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just checking. Well, I also never was a showrunner, but I thought that would probably be what I'd be. That's also what I would be doing. I would be <laughs> complete creative control. Because um, <laughs> they would just love the show so much. That they'd be like, oh, this kid's like, is, is a wonder kid. Let's uh, give him complete creative control and see what he does. And uh, I think I had a few interviews for some internships, and then I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, oh, it's true. When you come out here, you have to work for free to get even the most trivial job that might pay eventually yeah uh but so you were 
what you're saying is you were completely delusional. And then yeah. you did, when you wrote the book, you did the exact same thing. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because when I started writing the book, I had the same ambitions. I was like, uh, probably going to get this published immediately, right after it's done. Everyone's going to want it. I don't think you explained what exactly this book is yet. Oh, my book? Yeah. Oh, well, no, actually, I started writing it just a month into being in uh, L.A. What inspired I, it? Like, well, first explain. I don't know. Like, first explain the plot of it and then <laughs> explain why the fuck you wrote it. Uh, I don't know why I wrote this plot because I never had any experience with it. Well, the theme, I was very interested in the theme, but the what happens is this man in his mid-twenties uh, who lives alone uh, and has no friends or family or anything. So you really to uh, that part, at least. Yeah, he's just, he's just all by himself, uh, living a sad life. He ends up causing a, uh, a car accident while drunk. That's a reveal, and like, halfway through the book, though. That's revealed kind of very gradually throughout the book, like hints are dropped, and then eventually it's just uh, okay. revealed up to this to the character that he meets that changes his life midway through the book. The thing is, is like it starts out he is uh, the neighbor that, that he spent his entire life in has turned against him and hates him because of this accident that he did because it's a you know it's unforgivable. It's, it's a drunk driving uh, car accident. Nobody will forgive him for that. Yeah. So he, but he try. He he's so naive. He thinks that he'll be able to reintegrate himself in society. And for three days he tries, and each day just gets worse and worse and worse till he's just at the end of his uh, patience and is about to basically kill himself. And then Wait, he how, meets a how long? Three days. <laughs> three days. <laughs> That's all three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah three days you know he's just three days he's like all right i'll try it again i'll try it again and then uh it just keeps getting worse and worse and he's um i mean he's a bumbling idiot so he keeps causing accidents so he can't he's like got such rotten luck and uh nobody he has no faith that anybody will ever like him ever again until he meets a woman who has just moved into town and doesn't even know who he is so it's like a fresh start he can um portray himself in like a in a fresh light to somebody and she believes him and she like is really into him and she's willing to give him a chance but then as she's like takes his side and becomes his friend now she's now she has to go through the same thing as him and it's just a, from then on out it's just a matter of like how long will she, she last in the same situation that he's been in and how old is she she's uh 40 years old he's uh, 26 and why those ages <laughs> Did you just have a thing for older women at the time? Uh, yeah, of course. I've always had. Really? Is that really probably. the deal? Probably. <laughs> what do you mean, probably? <laughs> yeah, it seems right. Well, I've always liked unconventional relationships. But how does her age get in the way of it? Well, the thing, well, her struggle is that she thinks that she's getting too old and, like, she's never going to find anybody who's going to want to marry her at such an old age and have kids with her. And she thinks, like, well, she's way past her prime and she's also. There's also no hope for her. So, and he's thinking there's no hope for me. So, two hopeless people meet. I don't know if you're gonna hate me for this or not, but I do. It's been years, but I do think I like your book. But 
I think the reason I like it is because it's fairly campy. <laughs> but I, I think I do know what you mean, and I think I do take that as a compliment. Really? By mommy, campy, you mean like mommy dearest? Like it's, uh, like it's it's bad or it's cheesy, but I didn't intend for it to be bad or cheesy. Yeah, like it's over the top melodramatic a lot of times. <laughs> like <laughs> like when they kill the cat, like just <laughs> there's like it's oh. it's like unintentionally absurd a lot of the time. Like their uh, like their age difference. Like it seems absurdly <laughs> like i don't want to say pointless but it seems like and if i should listen to trailer park if this was our film i was watching it everything that happens to this guy where he just like goes out into the world and he's like just hated on viciously with like these gangs of like the entire town like ganging up on him <laughs> and then he yeah, meets like... this 40 year old man from a trailer park who just moved into town <laughs> and they start getting romantically involved and then they deal with that those fuckers that kill the cat like it feels incredibly campy also there's like that one scene that there's one line that sticks out to me where um what's what's the dad's name old joe or old father <laughs> or old father even that name seems campy on him. <laughs> and uh when the son says to him you know the thing that you did or whatever like <laughs> it sounds to me like when i was reading it it felt like your no wire hangers moment like <laughs> it just felt like so such an odd expression <laughs> yeah of uh <laughs> angst i don't know uh no i mean i will say that when i was writing it i did feel like the emotions coming out of the characters and the things happening were um i intended them to be no well yes technically but i intended them to be genuine however i understood the whole time like this is a melodramatic yeah but i had no problem with it being melodramatic because i always like to write in a dramatic way right um i always i just like dramatic language it's fun to write but it's like twin I peaks actually, i feel like it comes out of me a lot easier when i do it that way yeah but then it's like twin peaks melodramatic instead of like breaking bad melodramatic well for that book specifically i would prefer twin peaks melodramatic right. because yeah just i don't know i really that at first chapter has always stuck with me too even though like it's impossible to read <laughs> <laughs> well you oh well you did read the uh the very very first right the edition. one that had like the one sentence that had like 60 words in it <laughs> Well, I like I like run on sentences. That's just, I mean, even reading too. Like when I read books, like uh, I don't like Dostoevsky sentences that run on for like two or three pages. You mean like, well, maybe not three pages, but like it'll be an entire page. I've always liked those sentences. Like and what? I've always I think they're fun to write. I'm he not... just likes long sentences. Uh, Oscar Wilde is another. Hmm. Well, I didn't read him until after I wrote the book, but. I haven't read them uh, at all. I'm not who very else? well read. Well, whatever. I mean, I I just like long sentences to read and to write. Yeah. Uh, and absurdity is something that I always kind of lean toward. I, no, I, in a way, your reaction is kind of the reaction that I want. Okay. I mean, it's I, like... I feel like you got mad at me, though, like Jill and me, when we were talking about the trailer uh, park uh, making no sense and stuff. <laughs> I got mad because I felt like everyone was teaming up on me. Like one person had one critique and then all of a sudden everyone else started jumping in and nobody had like a single good thing to say. Oh, really? Well, it's just Jill and me that it one like time. like an attack. It did come across as an attack. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I mean, it was just like, 
I think we were drunk. I mean, every yeah, you, uh, Joe, and Alexis seemed kind of angsty that day. Uh, like she just was going through the ABCs of what good writing is supposed to be and just dismissing it. Speaking of which, let's move on to your poetry then. What the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, it's kind of the same thing, I guess. It's in the same style. I wrote all those poems before I ever uh, wrote the book. So you don't write anymore? No, I only wrote poems like from when I was 16 to 24. How old are you? Actually, no, I did write I did write a few when I was writing the book. You were 24 when you finished the book. Yeah, but I was only writing like a poem once every six months. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm, I'm still posting old poems on my blog and I go back and read them and I have no idea where the fuck they came from. I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. So you don't even know what they're about? I can definitely get an idea. If I know when they were written, I can get an idea of what, where they came from. But do you like uh, them? a lot of them? I don't, you know, a decent amount. Do you like them? Yeah, I actually, I, I like them a lot. Why did you just, did you just move your computer? No, it just, zoomed, it just zoomed in on you. Oh, it zoomed on you too. That's, that's what I was asking. Okay. Um, so you always, you you have like these goals of making it sort of and doing these things and making money off them, but then you just, you fall apart in the end, like twice, at least twice now you've had the same <laughs> pitfall of like, you finished this thing you've been putting a lot of time into and a lot of effort and like yeah. putting your life into, and then you just yeah drop it. Yeah, technically, technically that's true. What do you mean technically? I, I mean, I, <laughs> like through all of it, I feel like I have developed as a person a lot. Like just, uh, well, as a person, who I am in life, but then also how I am going to, uh, I guess, how I'm going to approach any of the work or how I'm going to get it done or like how I create, um, I don't know, it sounds kind of backwards, but it's like I come up with like all these ways of like how to be more productive and whatever, but... It's uh, it doesn't show in my act in my life. But I think that's why I want to make this new movie so much because it's just exactly about this like really mundane struggle that I'm going through. So what's holding you back right now? Mm, probably just like having too much freedom. What do you mean? Like, cause I've gone like back <laughs> like, in Philly. It's I don't so want to... easy to be lazy it's so easy to like not do anything yeah but do you want to that, do that's it? that's what i can't yes so so like, why don't i do it yeah so you why I, am, I am doing it but it's just very slow but do you like, have the like, movie is developed but it has come along very slowly but it has figured out a lot further than it was okay but do you have a crew figured out uh i have people in mind who i want to do uh the camera work have you talked to them yeah and they know if, that I'm working on a movie and that I'm going to ask them eventually to get involved. But okay. it's not a complicated project in terms of crew. When did you ask them? When, when did you tell them about it? Months ago. How many months ago? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the end of last year. So at least six months ago. Uh, yeah. The thing is, I kind of stopped talking about the movie because I don't want to just talk about it. I will, I'll work on it privately and develop it. And when it's ready to go, then I'll start talking to people about it again so I can say that it's ready to go and not just like, yeah, maybe this summer or, you know, maybe next fall. Is this 
the same sort of thing as the the apology script or is this like something that you want done a specific way well this is like one thing i want to do to prepare i still want to make that apology script so it's uh, prepare this is something this isn't like an end in and of itself like this isn't just a project you're going to use to propel yourself uh no i definitely want it to be good enough to submit to places and to show to places so when are you planning on shooting it this summer this summer's already happening when this summer <laughs> uh let's see you said it was 90 I degrees here. Summer's have... happening yeah well the weather is making me so tired that i, I just oh, you know God. i haven't been doing anything <laughs> no i would like to have it finished by the beginning of july and then start submitting at the places door like all throughout the month of july so you have six weeks and then maybe to do the entire thing right now yeah but like i said a lot of it has been developed already yeah, but you don't have a crew. Is it just you in it? There's no crew. Yeah, it's just me. It's a simple project. It's me as the main actor and then a camera person filming me. So then internal audio and everything, like camera mic audio, just autofocus? Well, there's no there's no dialogue. There's no dialogue. Mm, there are vo There's a voiceover. Is My there... voiceover but on some scenes. And no, like, on-set sound then? Like, no ambience or anything? Mm. Just music playing the entire time? No, there will be on-set sound, but no dialogue. So what's preventing you from just grabbing somebody right now and shooting a few of the scenes? Because I'm, like, obsessed with... This is probably why it takes me so long to do things. I'm obsessed with planning and outlining and, like, knowing exactly what's going to be done, like, step by step. Like, the precise steps of every everything that has to be done the day I'm going to start shooting so that I know it's there's a good, like, 100% not a hundred percent chance, but I know there's a very, very good chance that it will all happen according to plan. I don't like the idea of, you know, something coming up and me not knowing what to do. That's what, that's why you have to keep making things though. So you know how to work in that situation. Maybe those aren't the kind of movies I want to make right now. I'm willing to try it a different style. Like I want, after this, I want to make a number of like short five minute long movies. I'll, I'm willing to experiment with that. But since this is going to be like 20 minutes, I want to just make sure it's going to be all right. So why don't you Everything's do going to be Why aren't you doing those right now while you have the time? Mm, because this is like this idea. I just have a feeling like this is what I should do first. But I mean, didn't you have that feeling? Like I don't want to start working on a new idea in the middle of this one. It's like you already know this. I told you that or you, you brought it up. I don't like to work on two things at once. Yeah, but it's been sort of your downfall so far. Sort of. I mean, it depends on what you mean by downfall. In that, like, you like, I haven't produced much. I haven't produced much output. Yeah, because you spend all your time on these singular projects, and then yeah, you get tired of them, and then yeah. But in my mind, if it does happen and I do film it and it comes out exactly how I want it, then that means it was all worth it. What about uh, Glimpse? Didn't that come out how you wanted it? Yeah, that came out exactly how I wanted it. And so, what have you done with it since then? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also like a spur of the moment thing i think i did it because uh oh shit what did i do i think shooting wall was having a the screening and i wanted to make something for it yeah I think but i was, was still in the middle of writing the book and i knew like uh you know i wanted to make it quick because i want to get right back to the book and it came out exactly how i wanted it to but i didn't start doing anything with it because because i just got right back into the book again and now I'm starting to think, do I really want to make any, do I want to spend time on movies like that, that are just 
I mean, they're very abstract. I mean, it's the last thing you made. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed showing it around uh, the city. Oh, have you taken it to, like, Fancy Pants and stuff? Uh, no, just the, the places, like, uh, the shooting wall screenings, uh, Bryn Mawr, uh, the Trocadero thing. You're making it sound like there's been a bunch, but those are the only three, right? Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not <laughs> trying to make it sound like I've, like, brought Well, it sound like you're listing it. off a few of the bunch of places you've been showing it around. <laughs> And also, those were all... Well, no, the, those places, and then I've submitted them to places, uh, screenings, other screenings in the city, or um, some uh, somewhere else in this country, but never got a response saying that they want to show it. Yeah, that's why I've stopped paying for entry fees a lot of times, because like a lot of times you don't even hear back. Uh, wait, not even to say no? Yeah, you just don't hear anything. So you don't even like know if they got the movie? You mean, you assume they do that they're not just like a scam <laughs> just to make money i mean they are anyway but well, like that they even watched it or yeah yeah even though i haven't done much i still have always felt very confident in what i'm doing that's not a good thing <laughs> no maybe yeah probably not <laughs> yeah like who knows i could have uh could have been a hollywood star by now yeah, I mean, just like, that's like what a pickup artist says. Like, even if I've had any success with it, I'm still confident that it's going to work. <laughs> no, not confident that it's going to work, but like, well, yeah, no. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> uh, yeah, wait, I was going to say one thing. Oh, I was going to say, you should just, you should just interview me after my movie is done. I can interview again. I'll set a date to interview you. I will upload. Let me look at a calendar real quick. I'm going to need to have a new interview with you done on for the August 11th episode, Tuesday, August 11th. So <laughs> you'll have to have shot and edited your film before then. Ah, August 11th. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about it by the 10th at the latest the 10th at the latest well shouldn't it be like the earliest no the latest so it could be like august 1st yeah <laughs> what because it's not a due date yes it is how's it not a due date <laughs> the idea is that like you might want to do it on august 1st and it's like well, I, I still have to edit this last scene or something. no i don't care because <laughs> we have to do the interview by the 10th at the latest so you have uh, to be done by, uh, yeah, right, before right. then so we can talk about it because i'm gonna talk to you again or since we yeah. talk to you again by the 10th well it would be better because i haven't even like really thought about film in a while obviously i've been so distracted with uh all these other things going on in my life <laughs> so, so i think like, after i'm like in like filmmaker mode for then i'll have uh, I don't know, i'll have a rejuvenated mind to talk about it no, it's still going up. That'll just be a follow-up interview. Oh, um, god damn About it. that film. Oh, well, this will be like... This will be like... <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, so now it's on record. You've already said you're going to have it done by early August. So now yeah. you're going to have to fucking finish it by early August or else you're going to have nothing to talk about when I call you the next time. <laughs> <laughs> I could have like more developed thoughts on why it's taking so long. <laughs> yeah, like like you've developed for the interview now about your past fuck ups. 
<laughs> well, thank you for the encouragement. No problem. If you don't fucking do this, I'm going to shame you. <laughs> Even more than you already do on a regular basis? I don't talk to you on a regular basis. No, but when you do, it's shaming. Yeah, it's exhausting. So you're going to make me do this again. For the both of us, yeah. No, I'm sure. No, it's good. It's encouragement. What doesn't exhaust you? <laughs> um, nah, I like to be shamed. I'm sure. It's good encouragement. It's like every character you play is just some shamed being. All what right. about proud? proud? You're shamed in the first scene. But he's proud. No, he's not. He kills people because of how <laughs> ashamed he is. <laughs> All right, so where can people see the two things you actually finished and uh, your poetry and shit? Because I went to your website and you let the domain name lapse because you can't finish that on fucking time. No, the website, I actually built the whole website, but I just don't want to pay 90 bucks to renew it because it's uh, I'm not ready to uh, release it yet. Yeah, I guess you can go to... Uh, uh, this would be a good time to have my website up then. Just go to johnsimon.com and everything's there, I could have said. Um, Maybe when we well, you, No, movie. my book, Feel of Like. Feel of... what? Wait, so what does that mean? It's like... It's when you like something. You, there's a feeling that goes along with it. It's a feel of like. Is that supposed to it's be... Like a, like, it's a feel... Think of feel of love, except replace love with like. You mean feeling? No, feel of... <laughs> Okay, whatever. It's just an, a short, awkward phrase that's very fitting because the book is short and awkward and full of phrasing that some people think is terrible, but which I, I don't know how to write any other way. You don't know how to write in English is what you're saying. No, in English, but not in a, uh, a way that's pleasing to people. That's English. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, there, there's been many people that have liked the book, and I... Uh, I still like it a lot. Name them. Uh, my mom. <laughs> John Kingston. Jill. Patricia at work. My friend Lily. My friend Melissa. Uh, my friend Jordan. You've just mentioned a little while ago that you liked some part of it. Yeah. And okay. I like it, okay? And that's all, all that matters. Okay. So uh, where did they find all no, this? No, you gotta go to... Oh, yeah, it's on Amazon. Feel of Like by John Seidman. And what about your... You can go to... Uh, feeloflike.tumblr.com for my other writing. Okay. Um, my Flickr, <laughs> which is... <laughs> I know you think it's absurd that I have a Flickr for some reason, but flickr.com slash John Seidman 1988. That's when I was born. Um, my YouTube page, which is... I think it's youtube.com slash John Seidman Z. Okay. I'd add a Z at the end because John Seidman was taken. Okay, I'll put a, a I'll links to this on the Undressing Underground blog. That's good because my name is spelled Jewish, Jewishly. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, thank you. No, no problem. I'll talk to you later in August right. 11th or tenth. <laughs> It'll be that long. You're not coming back to. Uh, town anytime soon i don't have any money unless i get like a job in new york i yeah i can't do anything like i'm looking for jobs and 
I have I have literally no money. I just took my car in today. I want to take it back tomorrow morning. It's going to cost me $460 to fix my air conditioning. And I just, and I, and I just, just the air conditioning? Yeah, and I because there's a Freon link. And I just paid $1,400 to fix the engine. Try some, go somewhere. Where? I don't have any money. <laughs> I need gas. Yeah, I don't know. Hop on a train and just ride around the world. I guess there are a lot of trains that go through Monty. I mean, I have probably a very romantic idea of like traveling the world with no money, but yeah, I'm if sure. it comes Go talk to Carl about that. He'll crush that immediately. <laughs> He'll talk about the anarchists squatting in houses, drinking PBR because they have no running water and train hopping to travel. Uh, I think he's I think he's done with all that. No, I know he is, but he's always made fun of that, though, because we actually like, yeah. drove some of those people. What's another story for another day? Um, yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, doing this at the last fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fun alright cool uh, good seeing you. you yeah you too I'll talk to you August 10th at the latest alright All right, it's a due date I'm ready <laughs> bye the new me it's the new me yeah I'm sure alright see ya see you on Tumblr new Sideman alright I hope you enjoyed the shaming of the new Sideman you can find his crap on feeloflike.tumblr.com or you can just go to my blog, undressingunderground.tumblr.com and you can follow both of us on there. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or FeedBurner or whatever the fuck you do. Just go to the blog and you'll figure it out from there. Come back next week for another interview with somebody. I don't know who yet. Send me your interviews if you've got them, because I need somebody to. I'm running out of friends to bother. Please, just send me something, anything. I'm seriously, like, really close to being out of people. Just to somebody or talk to me I don't know how much more I can beg I guess that's all because the song's over talk to me